0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST.
1: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care.
2: This episode is brought to you by Pizza Trocadero, the finest pizzeria in all of Guelph, Ontario. They've got delicious gourmet pizzas, or choose from an array of fresh ingredients and make whatever you like. Calzones, wings, panzeratis, salads, breadsticks, garlic bread. Pizza Trocadero has it all. You can find them at 7 Municipal Street in Guelph, or visit them online at trocaderoguelph.ca. That's T-R-O-K-A-D-E-R-O, G-U-E-L-P-H.ca. Call them at 519-829-2444 for pickup or delivery. That's Pizza Trocadero, a place of the good trade.
0: Creative Control with Vish
2: Concluding this week's shows, dedicated to commemorating the end of David Letterman's uh, television broadcasting career, I, I present to you today an interview with Chad Van Galen whom uh, has been, he's been on the show before and you may know him as a musician uh, back in 2002 before he was really uh, known for making music or anything else really he ended up with a friend of his on the late show with David Letterman for their segment Stupid Human Tricks and the video of this appearance just started circulating in the last few years I briefly, I've briefly spoken with Chad about it in the past but I wanted the full story. And and this was actually... The conversation was precipitated by uh, a piece that I was commissioned to do for the AV Club uh, for their segment, Expert Witness. And that came out uh, this week as well. So if you want to read uh, the thing that you're about to hear, you can go to the Facebook page for this uh, show, and there's a link there. Or you can go to theavclub.com and do a search. But uh, yeah, here it is. This is uh, Chad Van Galen explaining what it's like, uh, or what it was like, to be a guest on The Late Show with David Letterman. And um, Dave, if you're hearing this, uh, have a good show tonight, your last your last show. I've been watching them all, and uh, uh, we'll all miss you very much. And uh, that's all I have to say. So here it is, myself, Chad Van Gillen, talking about being on Letterman. If you enjoy the Creative Control podcast and want to support it with a monthly pledge, please visit patreon.com slash creative control. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash creative control with two K's. You can pledge $1 a month or $4, $8, $30, $50, $100 a month, whatever you want. There are gifts and incentives to pledge more than anything, you can keep this show going. There's no other revenue stream for this podcast. I've been doing it for my own fulfillment and to contribute something to the culture. But I think it's time to see if I can generate some kind of salary from all of this work. So, if you appreciate Creative Control, again, please consider pledging a monthly amount. All of the info you need is at patreon.com slash Control. Thank you. Uh, we have uh, two folks now, Mark Fettis and uh, Chad Van
3: Galen from Edmonton, Alberta and uh, Calgary, Alberta. Come on out, guys. Here we go.
0: Mark? yeah, Nice to see you. Nice to meet you. Chad? Chad Dave?
2: <laughs> you, got, you, guys are, you guys are going for the gold, aren't oh, yeah. you? Oh, we're going
1: for gold. <laughs>
3: You're from uh, Edmonton and also from uh, Calgary, is that right? Yeah. And, and how did you guys uh, meet? Uh, through We were going to art school together, so... Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you've devised a little something you're going to do for us here tonight? What are you going to do? Uh, uh, I'm going to crawl around uh, Chad's body without touching the ground. Without,
3: without touching
2: the
4: ground? Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> oh. serious. Man. Wow.
1: And... Um, what was the? Uh, what was the, What was the first time you guys did this in public? What was, what was that like? It must be. All right, music for this or anything? Um, music well, would be good. Little, sure. <laughs> all right, here we go. How about that
4: walk, chicken walk? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mark and the Chad. there Oh, here we go now.
3: Look out. That's just great. Thank you very much. Yeah, you. You're welcome. That was inspirational. Let's take a look at this. Here we go. Yeah, that's fine. It's Mark and Chad from Canada. Nice going, boys. Yeah. Have a good trip
1: Thanks, Dave. Yeah.
4: We're,
2: we're going to lose our liquor license, for God's sakes.
3: I've seen I've seen Cher do that at parties. But, I mean, just looking at those guys, they didn't look like the kind of folks that would be doing that sort of thing, did they?
2: Chad Van Gillen is a talented musician and visual artist based in Calgary, Alberta, whose latest album, Shrink Dust, was released in 2014 via both Flemish Eye and sub-pop records. He's playing Massey Hall in Toronto with the Constantines on May 27th, and will appear at the Way Home Festival as well on July 24th. And and that's all well and good, but today, Chad joins me to discuss his interesting history with The Late Show with David Letterman. Uh, He joins me now on the phone, I believe. Chad, are you there?
3: I'm here. Right here. How are you? I'm over over here.
2: (laughs) Stop moving around. Please... Stand still, or sit still, for the duration of our chat. No, shift. I'm over here. I got oh. a
3: lawn chair in my hand. I'm moving. Oh, my God. I'm moving way over here. Do you remember no, uh, putting do, you it me- down.
2: do you remember the movie uh, Lost Highway by David Lynch? I do. Remember Robert... Jack
3: Palance B- is dead.
2: Yeah, I remember the Robert Blake character. He's like, I'm inside your house. He's like, calling. I'm already... Oh, dude, for sure. That's what I thought you were kind of doing. A, like a Calgary domestic version of Lost Highway.
3: Except not super creepy.
2: Well, it was still kind of creepy. You kept moving around. I didn't know where the hell you were. I thought maybe you were behind me.
3: All of a sudden. Okay, I've stopped moving. And now I'm just over here. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> it's going. Uh, it's going pretty good. My bowels are uh, kind of crazy. I've had like uh, my whole family got the flu this week. So. Oh. I'm still. I'm still. Uh, I'm back to the land of the living, but. Uh, Still, you know, just, uh, diarrhea sandwiches, you know.
2: Yeah, there's nothing worse than, uh, compromised bowels.
3: Ah, it just makes you appreciate, um, the way your body functions normally. It's insane. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. You always think you're dying when you're not?
3: Um, well, uh, no. I just feel, uh, it's just crazy, like, what your body does to get, uh, the flu out of it. It's, yeah, that's,
2: uh, it's flushing. It's, it's flushing. Pretty, you pretty out.
3: impressive, actually. <laughs>
2: yeah, it flushes. You're you're being flushed out, and then you're doing a lot of flushing in your home. Yeah, it's a lot of just flushing. It's not. Anyway, I'm I'm glad you're feeling yeah. a, a little bit better now. I want to ask you uh, about uh, your your appearance on Letterman. This is something that has been spreading around a little bit. People are aware of this, but I, I don't think that everyone has the whole picture. Uh, so let 's right. let's just start at the very beginning and go kind of chronologically first of all, how did you develop your stupid human trick with mark uh, fettis there
3: um well, fettis and I were at a birthday party, and uh yeah we were just we are just kind of monkey man anyways um, and I think he jumped on my back and uh someone was there who uh at at the birthday party that was videotaping, at that exact moment, um, they managed to, to to catch it. And I think we were trying to just see how many times Mark could crawl around me. <laughs> and people were, you know, they were freaking out. And, uh, yeah, it was just full-on hoser moves. Now, you're, you're when And then I think it at uh, Sorry, what?
2: Well, I was just going to say, uh, I was trying to get, uh, just to paint people... Uh, a picture here. You're like six seven.
3: Ah, uh, six six. Yeah.
2: You're six six, and Mark is what?
3: I think, man. I think Mark's like probably like six three. No, six, is he? four maybe? Is he really? He's, he's Yeah, I mean, he. That's the thing. He looks really. He looks really small, but like Letterman's fucking huge, man. Oh, Letterman's he? like six. So I think he. I think Mark looks short just because he's next to me, but he's. Maybe, maybe he's like six two. He's definitely he's definitely a big dude.
2: Okay, so okay, so sorry. Yeah. you were you were you were going to finish your thought there. I didn't mean to interject. You were.
3: Oh no, no, it's okay. Um, but I, I now I'm just remembering uh, it was my friend Chris Linskug, uh, who videotaped it, and he I think was living in Edmonton um, at the time, or moving back to Edmonton. We had just I think we had just finished college at that point, so we were probably. I think I was like 21 or something like that. But uh, um, yeah, and then so he he secretly just sent it in um, to Stupid Human Tricks. And I, I got a phone call from Mark saying, get yourself ready because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come pick you up and we're going to go to the airport and go to New York City to, to uh, audition for Stupid Human Tricks. Wow. And I was like, "What the fuck?" and I, I thought he was I thought he was just joking, so I kind of like laughed and just hung up and thought he was just like prank phoning me, and then he showed up like the next morning, so that so, so yeah, was two so, tickets
2: Wow so what year what year was this? I have no idea you say you're twenty one roughly
3: yeah I, I mean I, I say I was twenty one but uh, who knows and you were going to school. Yeah,
2: in, you were going to school in Edmonton.
3: No, I was going to school here at ACAD, and 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 that's where I met Mark, um, and and Chris. Okay. Um, the guy who videotaped it. Yeah, but um, he, yeah, he just sort of randomly caught it and then thought it would be funny to send it into Stupid Human Tricks and sent it in, and they totally accepted it. Okay. And then the next thing we knew, we were flying to to New York.
2: Would you say this is, what, 16 years ago?
3: Um, yeah, for sure.
2: Like 1998,
3: yep. 1999? Um, yes. i
2: say yes. <laughs> I'm trying to pinpoint it, right? I need some of these details, so I'm trying to figure out when the hell uh, were... We had
3: just won gold in Olympic hockey. Oh, okay. Uh, women's gold. Okay. Maybe men's gold. I mean, maybe men's gold came later, but we had just that evening won women's gold.
2: Oh, the Canada had you mean?
3: Yeah, but who knows? I think we've won a lot of gold medals. I I don't really know, so it doesn't really pinpoint the year.
2: Okay, that's probably 1998. I think it's 1998. All right, so... Okay, it's the 90s. It's the late 90s. Now, you say you and Mark... Things are are crazy. Right. You say you and... going down. You and Mark are, are monkey men in some ways. Did you do a lot of other tricks or stunts together, or was this a random improvised thing?
3: Uh... No, we were we were uh, pretty into stunts at the time. Like, we had a freestyle frisbee team at that time. So we were pretty into doing, like, tricks and stuff. Um, yeah. Okay. So your
2: friend, Chris, sends in the tape, and you, the next thing you know, Mark is at your door with plane tickets to go to New York City, right?
3: Right, yeah.
2: That's the whole thing. Now, did you have to... Was that covered like were your travel and accommodations covered in any way?
3: Yeah. No, we were pretty excited about it cuz they uh it was like all inclusive. Um they hooked us up with a hotel um right in Manhattan there, right across from the Ed Sullivan Theater, so we were like right uh right in the middle of it there. Mm-hmm. Um I'd never been to New York at the time, so I was really excited. Uh, just to go bum around there, and um instead of v- them I think they we got them to extend our tickets by like five days um so that we got just got to hang they didn't give us hotels for all five days, but they um yeah the, our tickets were kind of like whenever we wanna come back, we can come back, so
2: oh wow, that's cool, yeah okay so you 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 get down is you're right across the street from the Ed Sullivan theater, so you can go right across uh for the sorry did you say that you sent the the tape was sent in, but then you still had to audition
3: yeah so yeah i didn't uh I didn't know that that's how they did it, but you have to kind of prove to them that you could you could do it in front of a live audience, so I think you know like people videotaping crazy shit. Yeah, Uh, in in their homes like who knows if their cat is going to be able to like distend its anus in front of a live (laughs) studio audience you don't know that you know (laughs) right
2: okay so so the day you so you get there you get to the New York and then the whatever what is it the next day you go to the studio for the audition
3: yeah yeah so we went I think it's yeah we went pretty early in the morning um for the audition and uh yeah, that just like, got to hang out with all the all the dudes that were there. There was some people that were really um, kind of like hoping to make like a life out of it. It seemed like um, there was one guy that was really excited about. Uh, I think yeah, he, what, what was he doing? He was like putting how many chopsticks he could jam in the cracks of his face or something like that, and. Uh, oh, wow it wasn't very it wasn't a very good trick but he was really excited about our trick and he's like oh man you guys could do the circuit like you could you could. what you do is you go ricky lake uh <laughs> geraldo ellen dah, dah, dah. like you start listing off all this shit and saying like how we could do this like as like a show some and kind we were of just like
2: that's weird that's some kind of talent show subculture
3: yeah yeah, we were really surprised uh, about the words that were coming out of his mouth at the time because we were just like, uh, "We're going to steal all of these burritos and cookies right now and fill up our knapsacks and uh, go spend the five hundred dollars that they just gave us." Oh, they gave you. The, you <laughs> so, get paid. Yeah, I think we got. I think we got five hundred bucks each, which was uh, more money than we had in our bank account at the time. Wow! <laughs> I think between between the two of us, so.
2: Wow, I didn't know you get you got paid to do that. That's pretty amazing.
3: Yeah, no, they they treated us like gold. So nice. It was it was wicked. So
2: you had a, you had the early day for the audition, and uh, let me just jump ahead, but then stay where we are for a second. Is that the day you okay. were? Is that the day you were actually on the show?
3: Um. Yeah. Yeah. So we showed up pretty early in the morning to do the audition. And then I think there was kind of like a break where they were deciding how every, all all this stuff was going to go down.
4: Okay. And then they came
3: back and uh, told everybody the to cut, and then I think we just taped it right then. Okay. In the middle of the day. I think we taped it around noon. Noon? Yeah, everything's taped uh, in the middle of the day, which it was also strange.
2: That's interesting. I mean, I know the show taping is at 4.30 or something, or it used to be, uh, something like that.
3: The, just like in the oh, maybe it was maybe it was around then, but it is in the day.
2: Yeah, I think like, it's like we're
3: we're just we're we're tripping out that it wasn't at night. We're just like what?
2: Yeah, what's going on? But the whole show is taped. It wasn't just like the stupid human tricks segment was taped, and then they did the rest of the show. You were you were part of the actual one hour taping, right?
3: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, totally. Okay.
2: So, who did you first interact with when you got to the Ed Sullivan Theater early in the morning?
3: Um, yeah, I don't even, I don't even remember. Some, uh, I don't remember his name. Some, no, no, that's fine. Some. some yeah, some, uh, some kind of nice, spiffy-dressed guy who just kind of, uh, was our wrangler. He kind of wrangled the stupid human trick people. Okay. Um, and then, uh, kind of showed us around and then took us down to the green room and fed us snacks. When you say he showed you
2: around, what did you get to see?
3: Uh, We just got to see, like, a couple... uh, He kind of showed us around the basement, and then he showed us into the theater and, like, where where we'd be performing and stuff, and and then took us down, and there was kind of, like, a hallway with just people's photographs, like, crazy shit, like, you know, Ed Sullivan and the Beatles and, like, just, like, super rad... uh, historical memorabilia from the past, old banana peels, and, uh... (laughs) (laughs) But we did, we did actually, um, kind of, like, we didn't, like, brush shoulders with Cher, but, uh, she was kind of in and out, kind of in the same vicinity as us the whole time. Right, she was a guest, Um, right? Yeah. Yeah, she was the musical guest, and that was really trippy. Like, there was, uh, television monitors everywhere, so you could see what was going on on stage, uh, in the green room so we got to see her practice um that uh do you believe song like three or four times people running up with like mini juice boxes of <laughs> apple juice and then she'd just take like one sip and then her band would like f- f- fuck up a tiny little part and she'd be like give one the
4: top wow
3: just, like freak out Shoot yeah it, she was out. Wow. she was yeah i think she was um I think Dave had offended her in the past. There was oh, yeah. like a thing between those two. Yeah, yeah. They,
2: they definitely have a thing, yeah.
3: Yeah, so I think it was like it, she was not uh, not excited to be there. But yeah. it was super super crazy to see her in the flesh, like all the pieces of skin, like her face is all fucking chopped up and shit. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like she looks cra- she looked crazy at that time for sure, so you have
2: the audition, and then they basically feed you food. There's not a dress rehearsal for the show. your audition was it, and then you were the taping came later, and that was that was all you had to do
3: uh yeah okay did we we did we did a we did sort of a dress rehearsal in the sense that like you're gonna come on here dave's gonna but we didn't have to do the trick until uh until we actually had to perform it after, I mean, after we got, after we made the cut.
2: Okay, okay. Now, did they give you any particular instructions or advice about doing the actual segment?
3: Well, yeah, um, I came, I had shaved my friend Cam's beard off right before we left. Um, He has an insanely glorious uh, beard, like five hairs poke out of like one poor kind of beard, and then glued it onto a, a piece of cardboard so I could wear his beard during the show. And then, when uh, they, then they, uh, yeah, there was all these things that I wanted to do. Like I had like solar power and wind power like written on my arms, um, and that they made me wash off. Oh. And they were just like, leave the comedy to Dave. Like that's totally not funny stuff. And I'm like, it's my friend's beard, and it smells like soup. And it looks pretty fucking scary. And it's pretty funny. So I thought they were wrong about that. But, yeah, they were pretty strict about, like, what we did.
2: I'm not sure that they were wrong, Chad.
3: <laughs> well, I don't know, man. You should see this beard. I still have the beard. You still have it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Still got it. Still hanging on my wall.
2: Okay, so their basic instructions were for you were, like, settle down.
3: Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah, we were pretty excited and I think they were they were sort of worried that we'd like fuck something up or weren't taking it seriously enough, <laughs> which was super crazy. <laughs> I don't know.
2: So when when was the very first time you interacted with David Letterman?
3: Uh right like on the show. And like were, as as it was being taped, yeah.
2: Okay. And were you uh, were you told not to talk to him in a particular way or anything like that? No, no. Okay, that was that was fairly normal. Yep. Did they Did they say, uh, "Hey, you the guy with the soup smelling beard and the uh, marker, magic markers, stay away from share"? Did they say anything like that? No. Okay. So there were, there were <laughs> no. no there were no restrictions. They just okay. They just were concentrating on the show. Now, were you a big fan of David Letterman or, or the show beforehand?
3: Um, yeah, I'd say I, I wasn't a huge fan, but I was a, I was a pretty big fan. Like I'd watched a lot of David Letterman for sure and um yeah I, he was the only yeah as far as like what who i who i watched as like a late show host it was definitely like letterman
2: right and so were you i mean I, you must have been a little bit nervous to be on national television with a with a broadcasting icon and all that stuff it sounds like you had some shenanigans that you you still had planned you, you know you you probably weren't as nervous as maybe i think you should have been but were you were you nervous at all about pulling the trick off? Like, had it ever failed before?
3: Um, it had never failed before, but, uh, we had gotten pretty drunk the evening before and, uh, tried to, tried to do the trick, uh, just to, out of the blue. And Mark ended up throwing my back out cause he weighs like, he probably weighs like, probably weighed pretty close to 180 pounds at the time. And so my back was all fucked up, um, that day. So he had been massaging my back Uh, pretty much all afternoon to kind of get me get me rolling again
2: yeah you are like when you do the trick when people see the clip you're you're like grimacing the entire time so was the performance painful
3: no i don't know i don't remember really what it i I think it felt pretty good like we were kind of going for it like we probably could have gone for about like 10 more
2: yeah dave has to stop you.
3: Well, yeah, he was telling telling us to stop, but then Mark was just like, every time he'd go over my shoulder, he's just like, let's do another one, Van Galen. <laughs> let's do another one. Like, he was like, I, I think uh, our plan was just to keep on doing it until they just, like, turned stuff off. Um, is it tiring? But is, I that, think is, I, is
2: it a tiring trick for you as the as the apparatus?
3: Yeah, for sure, because i got to pull him up. I don't know if I could do it anymore. It's... Uh, I think it's like a German soccer um, sort of warm-up regime, is what uh, what, what I've heard <laughs> a lot of people call it. Is that
2: is that a, is that a thing they do?
3: I think all Germans are supposed to be doing it, uh, like, at least a couple hours every morning.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so on the German version of Letterman, this wouldn't have even been a trick. It just would have been like... No,
3: they would have been just like, stop doing your fucking exercise in front of me, man. It's disgusting.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Do you remember what you were wearing on the show that day?
3: I do. Yeah, I do. I was wearing my, like, lion, thrift store lion shirt.
2: Yeah, and, and my hat,
3: my lucky hat. I was wearing my lucky hat, which, uh, yeah, didn't, uh, wasn't doing myself too many favors that day.
2: Well, you look kind of skatery. You look a little stonery.
3: Yeah. Well, I was a, still am a skater stoner. Okay.
2: So. Okay. So that's, that was your look then, and it's just, that's just, just who you were. Did you, did you have to clear your wardrobe with them?
3: Uh, no. With, uh, no. With the, uh, I think they just wanted us as we were. Okay. So, right.
2: now, as I said earlier, most people would likely be shy about being on TV and interacting with Dave. You stroll out, you shook his hand, and you go, "What's up, Dave?" <laughs> and, and he, his reaction to that is amazing. What was going through your head in that moment as you're as you're interacting with Dave? Because this this to me seemed like something you had maybe planned to say.
3: Yeah. No. I mean, I just I don't know. I was. Uh... You know, young and stupid. I don't really know if I'd be that intimidated by Dave Letterman even now. Hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't. I don't. I'm not really. I don't really go into shock around celebrity. Um. So yeah, I don't. I don't know if I was. I mean, I was like, I was nervous to pull the trick off because I really didn't want to fuck the trick up. Right. You know. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I was. I was pumped. I was pumped to, to be there and, you know, Letterman's fucking cool, man. He's like, uh, he's, he's a pretty chill guy.
2: Yeah. Now, as I say, Dave seems very amused with you after the handshake and the what's up, Dave. And then he says, you guys are going for the gold, aren't you? <laughs> and there's a sense that you... Well,
3: that's, I think that's because we just, we just...
0: Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight
3: one gold that the the night before the olympics right cuz i mean there was there was a there was a lot of excitement and hype oh you know what it was i think it was us versus canada men's hockey i think that's what it was so uh-huh. there was like a big there was a big hype against the us going against canada maybe maybe i'm totally fucking wrong
2: no, i can I look don't know. i can look this up if you want Okay. i'm just curious cuz there's a sense in the moment that you seem shocked that Letterman's kind of small talking with you. Were you surprised that he wanted to talk to you? And like, like he said something like that?
3: Um, no, I think I was just excited. I didn't. I don't think he would really talk to us that much.
2: He did. I, I mean, I watch that show regularly, and he, he you know, in the, those segments, he likes to get a little. He derives comedy from this kind of small talk. But you right. two, okay. you, you two, just look so amusing. That he's he's able to he barely had to say anything he just gave you funny looks and that got a that got a laugh because he I think he knew he had something really fun to work with with you too,
3: right? Yeah, I mean I think he knew that we were kind of hosers from Canada so he would, <laughs> he could kind of play that angle pretty easily. <laughs> you guys are
2: going for the gold, aren't you? It's just very funny. <laughs> and you, yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, you and Mark both. This is just a random thing. I watched You know, I I studied this video. You and Mark both drum on your thighs kind of nervously in the exact same way did you notice that was that a tick you both shared
3: yeah we kind of all all my friends kind of do that actually we we got it from uh eric hamlin who plays drums with me actually
2: oh he just drums yeah i know
3: what you mean like yeah how we kind of all drum on our uh, drum on our uh, thighs yeah it's
2: weird you both did it in like the span of 30 seconds like you did it and then he and then uh and then Fetis uh yeah. Yeah, fetus does it too it's very i just noticed that that's just a tick you that you you share
3: yeah i, I guess yeah
2: okay i don't mean this is becoming a psychological profile now and i don't mean it to be. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i'm looking at the video it's become the zapruder film for me i need to analyze every aspect of the tape
3: and figure right. out what you're happened. gonna find some crazy shit man
2: well at one point letterman asked you about art school and then the Camera keeps panning to Mark's kind of scuffed up shoes and and then his pant leg for some reason, and I don't there seemed to be like a like a pin in his pants or something do you know what's going on i think
3: I think they were pretty weirded out by like marks like hobo gear. I think people were kind of like. You know, and it's funny because, like, I think Mark was—he, you know, he was like dressed up for that for sure. He was like, uh, "I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna tuck my shirt in, I'm gonna look presentable, I'm gonna wear like man's shoes." Um, but yeah, I guess in our circle of friends at that time, we were we were all pretty disheveled at that point. So,
2: right, okay, so they they do a the camera pan down to his feet and his legs, that gets a laugh, and then you did something off camera. That also gets a laugh.
3: Well, yeah, I think I was I was saying, because I, I could see the side television of what the camera was shooting. And I was just like, I knew that people were laughing at Mark's shoes. Um, so I was just like, Mark, check it out, dude. Like, they're looking at, they're, they're laughing at your shoes. I just didn't, I, I just wanted him to know. What the like? Put it in context, you know. And then I kind of like tapped his foot to be like, "No, they're laughing at your shoes, man."
2: Yeah, it's weird. It gets a, I assume that's all that you can kind of see that that's what you do. Like you can't see your foot, but you can kind of see your leg motion over there. But it gets like a. Right. It gets a ridiculous laugh in the moment. It's just kind of funny. It's weird.
3: Yeah, I think I think people were um, maybe like a little bit like weirded out by how close of friends we were too. Oh, right. Well, uh, I, you know what I mean? I think, like, I don't know, man. People, people, because uh, we did the show. We went and did it at Steve Harvey's Big Time in L.A. after that. They phoned us and asked us to go do it, too. Well, um, I didn't know and that. And I think, yeah, that that, that kind of spawned that. And they were like, yeah, we'll fly you out to L.A. for free. So we we're just like, fucking A, man. <laughs> um, and then they they paid us, like, I think they paid us, like, two grand or something crazy. But that guy ended up being just a crazy jerk.
2: Oh, Steve. Uh, Steve
3: Harvey. Yeah, he was like making fun of people for like being fat, and it was just—it wasn't even really comedy. It was was just super sad. So we just we just left. We just went back to our to our hotel, and they started freaking out. You left. Um, Was
2: he making fun of you directly?
3: No, well, we ended up getting really, really, really drunk on green room wine and then watching him kind of belittle this person that was on the show uh, trying to do a trick about his weight. And then we're just like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, let's get the fuck out of here. They already paid us. So we just left. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then this, there was a super nice uh, the art the talent coordinator or whatever you would call this person, was she was from Halifax, and she really loved us because we were a Canadian, mm-hmm. um, so she was she was taking care of us really well, and she kind of phoned and said, "If there's anything we can do to get you guys to come back, like we're sorry, blah blah blah, this and that, it would really make the show." Um, And by that time, we'd broken into the mini-fridge with a pen from a Bic, a spring from a Bic pen. Uh So then we had gotten into the the liquor cabinet there as well, so we were pretty sauced at that point. You broke Um, into the fridge? We broke into that mini-fridge, yeah, because then at that point, our friends had driven out from another part of L.A. Because we were in Glendale, which is just kind of outside of L.A. proper, I don't even know what you call it Glendale California is kind of like a suburb of LA right I think right yeah that's where the Apollo Theater is um, they came in uh, Moab and the Brooke. Apollo Theater what are you talking about like the Apollo Theater in Glendale was uh, that's where we were doing Steve Harvey big time
2: but not in New York sorry no, right. no, no, no. I'm thinking of the yeah. there's two Apollo I didn't know there's two Apollo Theaters I'm an idiot I guess I didn't know that
3: yeah I don't even know which, which is the original one I don't know I think the one in Harlem is
2: the most famous one. Yeah, Maybe, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead.
3: Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, so we ended up going back, um, and doing doing the performance, uh, and we just had unreasonable requests. We're like, we want we want like marijuana, and we want more money, and we want like a limousine to come pick us up. And they were just like totally like, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> So we showed up. We showed up, and they had like pre-rolled us like a whole bunch of joints in a Ziploc, and uh, they paid us I think five hundred more dollars, and then we went on, and uh, I decided to crawl around Mark at the last second because then they started making allusions towards the fact that we were a gay couple. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was just it was just it wasn't even it wasn't even flying with us at all like we're just like yeah so we're gay like it, you know what i mean yeah, it was sure. it, it it just wasn't comedy at that point and they're like so what do you guys do what do you guys what are you guys up to and we're like well we're like landscape painters we drive out to the mountains and do like uh oil paintings of like the mountains and stuff and you know fish and then everyone was like yeah oh, man, and then everyone got really sad because they wished they were us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you all know, right. that looked like it was... And then and I, so then I tried to crawl around Mark, and then we ended up just falling all over the place, and the trick failed miserably, but it was kind of awesome at the same time.
2: Okay, that's interesting that you had a small industry going on because yeah. of this stupid trick. That's interesting. Yeah. Now, let's get back to the Letterman uh, appearance. Uh, Paul Schaefer joins you. For a musical accompaniment. Oh yeah, he he plays the uh, the the tune. Was it Walk Chicken Walk?
3: Right. Yeah, Schaefer, uh, Schaefer rips on his uh, on his Triton. <laughs> <in> Sweet licks. <laughs> what did you did you know that was coming? I didn't.
2: It kind of works really well with the trick
3: yeah i can, I'm trying to uh remember the music right now and it's like uh bum, bum, like cl- bum, it's basically like bum, bum, clown music yeah it's
2: like bump 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 bump
3: right totally right
2: yeah, so it kind of works really well okay so that must have been was that a thrill at all you got a canadian music icon Paul Schaefer playing with you
3: um, I wasn't really thinking of it like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a, it was an honor. Okay.
2: All right. Now you you finish the trick, Dave has to cut you off. You 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 say earlier your intention was to go forever, but he stops it. Yeah. And he thanks you for your time. They do oh, they do the instant replay. What did you make of the instant replay, do you remember?
3: I don't know if we were looking at the instant replay. We definitely watched it live that night at our friend's house um so yeah okay we did get to see the replay then but yeah okay now you're
2: leaving the stage as you are leaving the stage stage dave clearly enjoyed the trick and the experience he makes these jokes about uh, the show losing its liquor license share doing that trick at parties and then he also says uh, that you guys don't seem like the kind of dudes that would be doing that kind of thing did you hear any of that as you were leaving the stage
3: no, I don't think so. I don't remember hearing it. I just remember being, like, extremely satisfied that we totally ripped it, you know?
2: <laughs> what actually happened when you left the stage?
3: Uh, we got paid. I think they gave us our checks. And then we went. We made a mission back down to the green room because we knew how to get back down there. Because um, Mark was like, oh, man, there's, like, at least twenty five veggie burritos down there that could keep us going for the next five days easy. Oh. And then so we made a mission down there and just filled up our backpacks with food.
2: Okay. <laughs> for the rest <laughs> and, and you ate them throughout your time in New York?
3: Yeah, yeah, because they were delicious. They were like delicious uh um gourmet burritos.
2: And and were you congratulated by the by the crew or did anyone say like nice job?
3: Uh no, we were out of there pretty quickly it, um, we, we asked, uh, to, yeah, to just, we, we just kind of went, there was a, there was a bunch of people hanging out afterwards, but, um, yeah, we just kind of wanted to run around at that time. Like I was saying, we were kind of frisbee, freestyle maniacs. Um, so we just wanted to go to like, we just wanted to go to find a park and like, go crazy ripping on some frisbee after that so
2: <laughs> so you didn't stay for the rest of the show like the rest of the taping uh
3: no i think we just took right off
2: you just took off and and so share was on who else was on that night
3: um i don't know you know what i don't know who the um who the celebrity guests were beyond share
2: oh share i'm the, not sure share was the musical performer probably did an interview segment as well right but you don't know who else was on the episode no, I don't know. Okay, you know the 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 stupid human tricks participant after you guys was a young woman, and she said that you you guys made and your trick made her feel weird.
3: Right. Uh, that yeah, that girl was crazy, man. She was the the girl that could play her nose was. Uh, she was a piece of work, man. Holy shit. How so? Um, just like just like an entitled like uh, sort of bored rich kid she seemed like huh was right. just like yeah whatever she wasn't like really into anything um
2: well she was a little kid How old was she? she she seems like she's 13 or something
3: yeah but she was just like i'm like come on man like this is super fun <laughs> i don't know is it is her, it, par- her her parents were kind of having more fun than she was so
2: is it not her is isn't it that woman that posted the video on youtube
3: um probably yeah. Like, I was I was kind of bummed out to tell you the truth that it actually made it on to the internet. I mean, I guess everything makes it on to the internet, but um when I I just I I thought it was kind of like my little secret from from the world, but uh yeah, I remember when it made it on and people were like, "What?"
2: Now, at the time you say you were finishing art school. Were you making music at that point? Like had you started making music uh, publicly?
3: uh no I, I had just kind of started um well i mean i'd always I, I was kind of like tinkering around with stuff, but like nothing nothing serious at the time
2: okay so you were you were not the chad van galen you were not even close to the Chad van Galen that people <laughs> sort of know now no
3: no, not at all
2: you hadn't developed any of those
3: skills i mean or... i was doing i was doing animations and drawing and stuff like crazy, but uh yeah, I wasn't like uh imagining that i'd ever be like performing music for people that's for sure
2: did the uh, did being on letterman have a huge impact in calgary or, or you know among beyond your friends i assume your friends were kind of into it and thought it was cool but did did it make the paper did anything happen
3: uh our friends lost their fucking minds man it was uh, we were like heroes it was awesome <laughs> 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 yeah i think i think there was a big gathering at a ship and anchor here the night that it was airing and like uh yeah people people lost their shit for sure
2: so you have you 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 have legendary status for multiple reasons in your city
3: i do i mean i don't think just just among my friends like it wasn't like a it wasn't like a, all of calgary was there cheering for me it was just uh all our friends were losing their minds
2: but did did any local media pick
3: up on the story i don't th- um Maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay.
2: I just would think that would be an interesting story, like these two idiots from our town.
3: <laughs> They're probably, they probably did something on in Edmonton.
2: Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. Did you ever uh, do this trick again? Oh, yes, you did. That's Steve yeah, Harvey. Yeah,
3: Steve, Steve Harvey's big time. After Steve, Steve, Harvey's, Har- Steve Harvey's pig slime. Right. And
2: after, after, <laughs> after Steve Harvey's show, did you ever do it again?
3: Uh, I think we were kind of forced to do it maybe a couple times by people that were just like, do that trick, man.
2: Oh, like at
3: parties? uh, Um, yeah, or just like showing up someplace and be like, no way, dude, it's those guys. (laughs) Because I think as, as we walked out of, uh, as we walked out of the Ed Sullivan Theater to go play Frisbee afterwards, um... Uh, we didn't. We were kind of oblivious of what was going on, but by by the next day, you know, we were still wandering around Manhattan, and people were just like, "No fucking way, Chad and Mark, you guys rock!" Oh, nice. You know, like giving us giving us some. Uh, yeah, it was super positive, man. It was it was amazing.
2: Right now, as I as we know, you've gone on to become a musician of of some renown, you know, international recognition on some level. Have you ever returned to Letterman as a performer?
3: No. thank god actually i kind of i kind of prefer it that way anyways because it would be like this i don't know it'd be like less of a less of a secret
2: have you done uh other talk shows never no no why is that aren't you a guy that could do a talk show if you really wanted to
3: um yeah i don't know (laughs) i don't do much i don't do much in terms of like uh you know pushing myself to the outer realms of uh self-promotion really
2: right okay and you so you have no idea if they're aware that you were on the show to do the trick and then you went on to have your own profile that they, they, you have no idea
3: no yeah no
2: and this 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 clip that i mentioned that this 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 young girl well presumably not young anymore seems to have posted the clip of the entire stupid human trick segment and that's really the only reason that people found it i don't think it's on the internet otherwise
3: no, I know I think stereo gum found it at one point, and uh we're just like w t. f Chad van Galen check it out right and that's and that's and that was the first time that um that I realized it was on the internet, because people were emailing me and being like, "What the fuck? How long ago was that uh just probably within the last five years, I'd say,
2: oh okay, okay." Yeah. All right. Well, this is a, a great story, and you obviously you did not interact with Letterman or Biff or anybody else on the show after you took no. off. You took the burritos and you just ran away.
3: Yeah, and that's. T- I think. I think so. I think so. It was a long time ago. Like now, when I'm trying to remember this, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's pieces missing from my mind for sure.
2: Right. Did you get any uh, swag? Did you get like a T-shirt or a mug or anything?
3: Um. Yeah. We got hats. Um, I gave my hat to my dad. Nice. Um, and I think that was it. Was I think he... we got to pick, like, what kind of swag we wanted, and, and we just went with the hats because they were just kind of easy. We didn't have hats either, so.
2: <laughs> well, you did have
3: a hat, actually. Oh, yeah, I had a toque. That's right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Was your dad proud of you? Were your parents proud of you for being on the show? Um, we never, I, we never really had a TV. Like, oh, okay. so my mom, my mom was kind of just like, that's crazy. That's so crazy. <laughs> but like, really, in her mind, she's just like, "I should probably say it's crazy." <laughs> uh, and my dad, my dad was probably uh, like, he doesn't really watch TV either, so he's just like, "Oh, that's oh man, I'm," you know. He was probably more stoked that we just got a free trip to New York and right. got to run around and stuff. So
2: nice. Well, no, it's a good story, and I thank you for telling it. Uh, what what else is coming up for you, Chad?
3: Um, yeah, just like you said, like Massey Hall in, uh, at the end of the month, and then um, back out to Toronto again, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I'm just going to try and renovate a few things in my backyard and make it look like less of a dump.
2: Are you working on other uh, visual art or graphic uh, or music or anything
4: uh, right now?
3: Yeah, oh yeah, for sure, yeah, um, finishing up a new record. Um, hopefully is out in the fall. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, working on a working on a music video as we speak right now for a band called DMA's. Mm-hmm. Um, just recently got that. Never heard of them. Um Didn't you just uh, win you just won an award, didn't you? Yeah, just got the Prism Prize, yeah, for that Timber Timber video, which I was super stoked about actually. Congratulations. And, yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, it was felt good to kind of um, not have something to do with music and just show up with my hands and nothing to do.
2: I uh, I was on that jury, you know. You were. Oh, nice. I voted for you. Oh, you did. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean to. I probably shouldn't have said that, but I. Uh, no, I, that's okay. I just want you to know that I, I'm glad you won that thing. And I. Oh
3: man, I appreciate it. It was uh, it was a total blast. I mean, I, th- I t- technically I feel like that song. Um, is just so good that pretty much uh, anything could have gone behind it that was relatively sane. Yeah. Um, so I was lucky to get like you know every once in a while you're just lucky to get a song that's just like super killer. So.
4: Right. Right. All
2: right. Cool. Well, um, is there a song that uh, I don't think there's anything? Is there anything appropriate for our from our discussion from Shrink Dust that we should play? I'm trying to think. Is there a song about climbing all over someone? Or let me see here. I don't know. Let's see here. Uh, Weird Love. Oh, how about Hangman's Son?
3: Um, What does that that have to do with anything? Well, you got a guy hanging off you. Oh, yeah. I guess so, yeah. Whatever you want to play, man. Or play some... I don't know. Play some... um, You know what you should play? Uh, Baby Come Back by The Equals. Who are The Equals? The Equals... Um, uh, was, what's his face? Uh, Eddie Grant. Uh, before he was Eddie Grant. Before, oh. I'm going to rock down to elect. Before he was Eddie Grant, he was in a band called uh, The Equals.
2: Oh, and you want to hear, and, was, uh, is, is that relevant to the discussion?
3: No, it's just a good song, man. I can't just play a random
2: song. I got to get permission from <laughs> Okay,
3: the... it's to get, oh, oh you got to get permission and stuff from yeah, people?
2: Yeah, I mean, like, that's why I, I, I'd be happy to play one of your songs, but I can't, I don't think we should just uh, play anyone's random song. Oh,
3: okay. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> go for go for silence.
2: <laughs> silence? Did you say? Yeah. No, no. I want to play a song. There's got to be something. There's a couple of things actually. Wade Sin. There's some weight, weight thing yeah. going on there, and then uh, all will combine. You two kind of combined. Uh, um yeah maybe stretching for a, a segue here there must be a song from shrink cut off my hands i mean you couldn't have done the trick if someone had cut off your hands
3: right there you go i say pick whichever one you feel uh, has the most associative powers in your mind
2: i can't think of uh, i i, I uh. <laughs> what's the song are you playing songs from this record on your uh, upcoming shows
3: yeah, it's kind of half new stuff from this record that I'm working on right now and half from Shrink Dust. Okay, cool. Is
2: there a song yeah. from Shrink Dust that you're excited to play?
3: Um, yeah, I mean, I like playing Cut Off My Hands. Why don't we play that? Okay, yeah, let's do it.
2: <laughs> Chad Van Gelin with Cut Off My Hands. Chad, it was a pleasure speaking with you and reminiscing about Letterman, and uh, I will see you very soon.
3: Okay, buddy.
4: Cut off both my hands and threw them in the sand Watch them swim away from me like a pair of bloody crabs Close my eyes and dream of different skies Stare straight at the sun And try not to cry For you Oh no Doused in waves Of static haze I grew my mind Into a maze It makes me sick flapping in the wind Like a giant stinking mouth that's been shooting out spin